Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back. This is episode Woo-woo. seven of the Level Up Latina podcast. We're going to be sharing the best advice we've ever been given, whether that's in relationships, life, career, or motherhood. So this is a juicy one. Yes, I definitely have a story to share. Um, a conversation that I had at work when I was still a legal assistant, and I consider it one of the best advice I ever received. Um, I had worked as a legal assistant, I want to say, close to five years. And although as a child, I always knew, and even through college, and you guys can attest to this, that I would always say, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to go to law school. So, you know, after college, I started working at, at my firm and became really comfortable, you know, because doing what I was doing, a legal assistant and translating for our Spanish speaking clients. And I just, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I worked in the city in San Francisco. I just, you know, started to become really comfortable where I was at and the money I was making. So I started to look at becoming a, a professional interpreter uh, for, you know, Spanish speakers. And I had done it all my life and I was like, well, why not? You know, they get hired for depositions, for hearings. Um, they get paid well. They charge, you know, per hour. So why not? You know, let, let me look into this. And sure enough, I looked at the, at what the testing requirements for California. I remember printing out the pamphlet with information and the vocabulary that you have to study to become certified. And I remember having it at work, sitting on my desk in my Kimboko one day. And uh, one of the attorneys that was working for the firm at the time, he came over to my Kimboko, um, you know, probably to give me a, a directive. But he happened to see the, the pamphlet with the information for the interpreting exam. And he took it and said, hey, Ceci, what is this? What are you, what are you doing with this? And I said, I told him, you know, Hey, well, I'm looking, I'm looking into perhaps taking this exam and, you know, becoming an interpreter. And he, I mean, he didn't throw it away, but he basically did that. He was just like, like, wait, girl, what? Wait, he's like, (laughs) like, no, you are not. No, you're not. He's like, you, you can't do this. You need to go to law school. There need, you know, there's not enough Latinas. There's very few Latinas in the field. So need to go to law school, become a lawyer because we need people like you in this field. Um, and Yes. And so his, his conversation, this conversation with this attorney was like, okay, you know what? Yes, he's right. Like this has been my dream. Why am I shutting that off? You know, taking the easy route, like thinking like, well, I'm going to make money as an interpreter. So let me, let me go that route. So, um, yeah, that was one of the best advices that I've ever gotten because that motivated me to take the LSAT, apply to law school, go to law school and long story short, become a lawyer and work in that field, work at the same firm, you know, that I got hired back after and I met great people. I mean, I always, I always talk about how like, because of that job, I also met my husband. Hey. Yes. Vince? Because of that. Yeah. Because of the, that job, my dear friend and colleague motivated me to uh, sign up for the half marathon the first year that I did it. And as you ladies know, that's how I met Luis, you know, long story short, it, it was the best advice and really thankful for, for this attorney that gave me that advice. Like, Hey, go to law school. I'm glad that you listened to that advice too. They kind of checked you, you know, yeah. it's like, don't girl, don't stop. We wouldn't have the twins. We wouldn't have the twins in our life. Exactly. That's right, girl. Exactly. It was all meant to be that person and what they were talking about. What I appreciated about that advice is that it was a lawyer that gave it to you, right? Yes. So be very cautious of that, right? Who's giving you the advice? Have they walked the walk? Have they walked the talk? Right. Have they lived that life? So he saw it in you. He's done it. He's been there and he knew like, wait a minute, Tessie, I know what I'm talking about. Throw that pamphlet away. You're going to be an attorney. 
Yes, exactly. very cool. And here we are. And now you're a certified life coach. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, so another advice that I've that I've received um, in my in my career was when I started to feel really overwhelmed at work. You know, I was had gone back to work after having the girls. I had a full caseload hearings, you know, left and right depositions. And I would come home super exhausted. You know, I didn't have time for, for leisure. I didn't have time to work out and do the things that I enjoyed, you know, like going on runs and things mm -hmm. like that. And I just felt super over overwhelmed and super behind at work. And I wasn't enjoying it the same way I had enjoyed it before having the girls. So I had a conversation mm. with uh, my managing partner at the firm. I told him how I felt. He kind of saw, you know, how I felt as well. And he suggested like, hey, why don't you reach out to a career coach, you know, someone that you can work with and, you know, and, and that person could guide you. And yeah, I did my little research and um, surprisingly, I found someone who had been a, an, or is an attorney himself, but is also now coaching attorneys. He's a career so coach cool. for attorneys. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he's Latino. He's Mexican, actually. So andale, I know we, Yeah. Exactamente. So we connected, you know, tremendously and I was able to work with him, link up and, um, he was able to guide me, you know, to, to, um, you know, or, or, or we had sessions and he was able to guide me to, to, for me to realize like, Hey, I want to take some time off from practicing law right now because my girls are growing and have more flexibility with their schedules. So long story short, through sessions with him, I came to the realization that I too wanted to coach women or I too wanted to coach people. And in my case, women that were going to similar through similar situations where they wanted balance in their lives, uh, wanted to have their career uh, and then also, you know, have great relationships. So this was about a year ago where I, you know, started to have these thoughts and conversations with you two, Irene and, and Vero. And that's right. This is, this is where, um, you know, our little labor of love began and was born having these conversations. And, um, this is how level of Latina came about. And, um, yes. when, yes. And when this happened, I started to look at, uh, coaching programs and, uh, I was able to do a course and become a certified life coach. Um, and now mm -hmm. that we're doing this, yes. And now that we're doing this work, we're, you know, we're loving it. We're enjoying it. I have that flexibility that I wanted it to have. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. able to have, you know, a lot of amazing experiences with my daughters and go to activities mm -hmm. with them. But at that same time, yeah. you know, coach women that are in <laughs> similar shoes and I enjoy it. I love it, you know, connecting with them and, um, guiding them. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you feel like, you're stuck in your career or you're, you know, thinking about grad school, but you're not sure where to begin, you know, hit us up, email us, um, you know, check out our website and we'll give you more information at the end of this um, yes. so that you know how to re reach out. I think um, with uh, with what you just said, like um, looking to coach other Latin, other women um, mm -hmm. and Latinas, I think we've all had this similar experience where there weren't a lot of us in that's in a specific work environment at one point. Uh, there weren't a lot of Latinas and there weren't a lot of, a lot of women that we can say that can guide us or we can actually guide. Um, yes. and the few times I think that we, we realize we can actually make a difference. We can make an impact and really guide 
women through their professional careers because we've been there. We've been there and we saw that there's a lack of mentorship in, in a lot of a uh, uh, work environment. And we wanted to kind of fill that void, right? Right. Absolutely. So I think this really came from that too. Yes. Absolutely. So Ceci, you know, you talked about how that it was your law career that you always knew you were moving to that space. And you mm -hmm. had sort of folks here and there that gave you the advice and you worked towards it. And when that space became something that you were feeling like you needed a break from, you said, you know what, there's something else that I want to do. And so you went back maybe to listen to yourself and your gut and said, you know, what can I do? What can I offer? And you found that you could give back as a mentor. So what Veto was saying, like you felt you could be that filler of the void that a lot yeah. of women can feel, especially for you, because women look up to you and think, wow, a law career, a law degree, you put so much time and effort. And yes, That's you've got a lot deal. of enjoyment out of that. Mm -hmm. And you've got a lot of experience out of that. But who's yes. to say that you can't, you can't become something else or do something else. I think all of us continue yes. to evolve and to grow. And we take on different iterations of our lives. And we are different things to different people at different times in our lives. And that's okay, exactly. too. So like, like Beto said, you want to yeah. do something different and you need the mentorship. Or like Ceci said, you need someone to help you get to the next level and you need some confidence and you need advice from us maybe to sort of get there because we've done it. We've changed careers or we've led in leadership posts like the one that I have here or we've led in business, organized large events, mobilized staff as Vero has done in her profession or you've not become a translator but instead you've become a lawyer and you know what that's about. <laughs> yes. The way to go, way to sort of seek yeah. out advice to help your career get to the next level. You know, just like with careers, I think it's so critical to think about all the different areas in our lives where we become really balanced. For me, I, I have some examples of my relationship and key times when I was given like advice on my marriage. You, Funny ooh. enough. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Ooh, tell us. Funny enough, um, the advice that I've been getting in my marriage was by a woman that was unmarried, actually. So this mm. is actually kind Wait, of funny. she was unmarried? She was unmarried. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wasn't in a relationship. Please tell I was me in, more. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's funny <laughs> I was married and I was feeling like two to three years into my marriage that I was struggling and we were going through a tough time. This woman sits Diego and I down. We're chatting. We're telling her how overwhelmed we are. And she says, you know, it's very clear that you guys love each other and you're, you're so invested and you're trying so hard to make this work and you have a great history. And she said something that stuck so powerfully with Diego and I about the relationship that it like changed the whole course of our relationship because she said, you know, you all have loved each other this hard. You've given so much. If you were to stick it out, that's your foundation, how hard you've loved each other. If you move on, if you guys say we're throwing in the towel, you know, we've been married two, three years, but we're done. And I was the one kind of sitting there like I'm throwing in the towel. My husband wasn't like that. He's never kind of been the divorce kind of guy, the plan B mm -hmm. kind of guy. I hear him. I hear him. I know. She said, if you let go now, if you move forward now, you'll also never love someone like this. You'll also <gasps> never yeah, it was like, you'll never be this deep. You've gotten this deep and you'll never be that deep again. So you either go through the fire and like get through these tough times and move forward. But the next relationship, she's like, mark my words, what you guys have, what you've always had, what you've poured into it. You're not going to have that with someone else because you'll just never go there. You'll just never be that hurt or that in love or that vulnerable or that crazy for each other. And it really did prove true because, you know, flash forward 10 years later, I don't, I don't know. I think this was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it had to be about 10 years ago. We've been married 13 years. Flash forward 10 years later and I could see the last beautiful 10 years of my life. Like I had two other 
other children. We've traveled half the world together. We've evolved. We've grown. We're such a strong couple. But we had to go through the fire, through those really tough years mm -hmm. where a lot of people think divorce is it. And I'm not saying stay with your partner if they're the wrong relationship. Like when mm -hmm. we coach through relationships and balance, we're really going to dig in on a lot of that. If you come to us to kind of figure out the next step for a relationship, which we do that here too, we're going to think about all sides. And we're not just going to say no plan B kind of life or marriage. You know, some marriages and some relationships do have to end and that's okay. And we'll talk about that in future podcasts and breakups. And even later in this podcast, I think Veto has a story about a breakup. So we'll segue mm -hmm. into that in just a second. Yeah. But there's also a lot to work through to try to stay together in a marriage. So that was some of the best advice I was ever given. And the woman was single. So looking back on it, like, yes. I think she was kind of right. I think she was kind of wise. And so well, the don't thing, the, look by its cover. When you're in a relationship and you're invested so much, you're always like, you know, breaking up with someone and you're like, oh, you have to start over from scratch. And that's why I think that lady meant, I mean, like you've given so much in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Just imagining having to go through that all over again and just mm -hmm. opening up all over again. It's just like, you know, it's, it's so difficult because that level of openness and willingness to share, you're just like, no, because if it comes to an end and the thing is that we're always going to end up like that. If this yeah. is going to end, this is what I've lived through before. I'd rather not. So then we not automatically create walls. We just don't share. And that's we don't the be, sad part. Like we yeah. almost become guarded. Like we don't want to be that, yeah. that like invested Vulnerable. again, maybe. I don't right. know. But I know, like you mentioned the gut feeling thing. Um, I, I totally think like one of the things I would say to myself, or I always said to anyone that asked me for advice, but I always said to myself, like, just listen to, to yourself, Ed, or listen to your gut and follow through with it. Um, and this has been in a lot of things in the sense of, you know, not feeling adequate, like feeling not adequate, more like I'm um, not feeling like I'm happy at work anymore. Like, I, you know, there's something that's calling me some somewhere else. I should just move on. But I think the, the biggest uh, gut feeling thing I had it was in a relationship. You know, I mm -hmm. I felt that my partner and I, my boyfriend at the time, and I had a really open, like open and communicative relationship. And there was something there. There was something there. And I, even though I love this guy so much, there was always something just like something's off. And it didn't happen immediately. Mm -hmm. This happened maybe by year three of our relationship. And I'm like, if I feel it, I wonder if he feels anything, right? So, and there was just something always icky me in. And one day out of the blue, I just said, you know what? And I wasn't, I'm, I've never been um, a jealous kind of girlfriend. I was never really kind of one of those, like, where are you? I need to know all your whereabouts. I was just like, mm -hmm. hey, you're, you're, you're your own person. I'm my own person, but we have this together and we respect that and we're loyal to one another. That's what I, I need the most from you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just came about that one day I just started feeling this, like something's off and it, it's just this feeling in my gut, something's wrong and I don't know what it is. And I'm like, I'm just going to ask. And I, and we were, we're mm -hmm. on this drive. We had gone up to uh, do whitewater rafting up in the Bay. Um, not in the Bay cause Sacramento is not the Bay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> right. Busy, you can vouch for that. Yes. It's not. Um, so we went, uh, we went up to whitewater raft. We did some whitewater rafting for the 4th of July weekend. We are driving back down and, and I just had this feeling. I'm like, I'm going to ask. And I go, Hey, um, you know, we've been together this long. And like, at any point did you ever feel like, did you ever think that you would still want to be with me or that you might now feel that you're interested in other people or that you or like any way that you thought that and maybe followed that feeling where it's like, you know what? I want to see other people. I'm going to date someone like if guy maybe led you to cheat on me. And he was mm -hmm. like, no, never. Don't even think that you're crazy mm -hmm. for thinking that I'm like, well, I don't know. It's just, you know, it, I'm just wanted to know, you know, I just want to put it out there because I have this weird feeling. And he's like, no, it's just, you're, it's just you. You're just crazy. What, what's wrong with you? You know, I love you. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe it, it is that. And it happened one more time after that. So this was July. 
And a few months later, I kept feeling that feeling. I'm just like, something's up. Mm -hmm. And he, as he was getting ready to go to work, I, I was getting up and I go, I go for real. I'm going to ask you this one more time. And I just really want you to be honest because we're grown, we're adults, we love each other, mm -hmm. we respect each other, and we should be able to be honest with each other. Right. And he says, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, tell me, just be honest. Have you done anything to break my trust? Have you done anything? Have you cheated on me? And he looked at me in the eyes and said, no, I've never cheated on you. I won't cheat on you ever. He's like, I love you and stop thinking that. And when he looked at me, I just felt, no, this is wrong. This is not the truth, you know? Wow. And I was like, okay, thank you. Your your physical body, your mind, your gut was giving you advice. You didn't believe <laughs> yeah. him at all. You didn't believe mm -hmm. him, right? I'm like, I'm like yeah. something's up. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't know. And I was never the kind of person to look through people's phones. And, it, and about a, a couple, like maybe two weeks after that, I was like, you know what? He was in the shower. I was like, I'm going to check his phone. And he never had a, he didn't have it locked or anything. So I check. And of course I find oh, these messages. He was pretty oh my God. He never had it locked. Yeah. No. It, so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to check. And I did it. And the moment I even did, I was like, sabes como te dice tu mamá? Like, si buscas, encuentras. You encuentras. Know? Exacto. Exacto. If you look, mm -hmm. you will find. Yes. That is <laughs> my mom's like, look, vas encontrar. <laughs> I checked and I was just like, I knew it. I knew it. And it was one of yeah. those things. I'm like, I knew I wasn't crazy, but why did I have to resort to me going to his phone and finding actual evidence? Right. And, right. um, and that led to me being like, look, you weren't honest. I had to go into your phone because you weren't opening up to mm -hmm. me and telling me mm -hmm. like, look, I'm not happy. And it's, I think it's really hard to have those conversations, but at the end of the day, yeah. regardless of that conversation, him not being able to have or have maybe the courage, it ended up being mm -hmm. worse because then when yeah. that happens, you think it's you, you're the, you're an issue. You're the problem that the reason mm -hmm. that they cheated is because of you. And sometimes mm -hmm. that might be the case, but a lot of the times, like in our case, that wasn't the case. We ended up breaking up. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of some other advice that I was given had to do with sort of in this life, like you just know, you just know what you know, yes. like you feel mm -hmm. it in your gut and, and the brain is really powerful. Once I was told, you know, thoughts become things. And I do believe in that. My tip of the day is that there is such a thing as a law of attraction, good or bad. Yeah. You're going to eat like your intuition. Like your mind will create what you're thinking. So hopefully it's a good thing um, or you're thinking it because there's something there. In Vettel's case, there was something there. There was something nine at her that was telling her what needed to be seen. And in other positions, I'd say use that same sort of gut feeling to create what you want out of this life, to get what yes. you want, out of it, to visualize good things, to visualize relationships that are full of trust, to visualize finding people that are honest and in integrity, like that's my tip of the day. Like the law of attraction is real. When people create vision boards and they put their goals on yeah. those vision boards or when they say affirmations and they say good things about themselves, all of that is real. I have so many examples of mm -hmm. that absolute truth. And I've said some of these, I think on the podcast before of examples of, you know, you wrote something down and it came to be, but I once had this woman giving me advice about sort of your mind and how powerful your mind is. So like going with your, your story, Veto, about listening to your gut. This woman mm -hmm. said to me, she was an older lady. She was like in her seventies. And she said, listen, you've really got to believe this girl. And this was like 10 years ago. She's like, whatever you think is going to happen, God or whoever you believe in makes things happen. They're just not always the way that you thought they would happen. You ask for something one way and it comes about a whole yeah. other way, but mm -hmm. not exactly mm -hmm. what 
you believe in or ask for, good or bad. And in her example, she was a woman that lived in kind of a rundown neighborhood uh, in the inner city. And she just kind of had this run of the mill house. And she said that she would always pray to God to give her a new house. So she would have a new house that she wanted this new house and she wanted this new house. And she would pray with all her might and she believed in this new house and she envisioned this new house. One day she gets to her house in the oh. inner city and her nephew had burned it down. Her oh nephew burned down her house. <laughs> and she's like, like you're welcome, Pia. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Story. It was like a, I don't know if it was like an accident or malicious, but she's like, my world is shattered. I'm this old lady living on a fixed income. My house is freaking burned down. I'm like, Lord, oh I prayed for it. Turns out you know, with insurance, the woman was able to rebuild her house. Oh, wow. And she had a brand new house. But she's like, I should have prayed, Lord, not in this city. Like, you got to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> and so in my example, when I, a few years back before my husband and I lived in a, you know, in a nice home, we kind of went from apartment to apartment. God, this was like 10 years ago, too. Uh, and then I think you have a similar story about buying your house. But at that point, because this woman's story, I was like, I would write down the house I wanted. You guys, it was like, white picket fence, washer and dryer. I want to be able to drive up to my driveway and unload my uh, groceries because I used to have to park far in the house that I lived at before. So that's how specific I, I was, you guys. Like crazy specific I wanted. <laughs> at that point, two bedrooms. I wanted one bath. I wanted a school district and it had to be this school district. You guys, I got the house I wanted to a T, like to a T that yes, it had a door wow. where you could drive up to the door. You had your side door. Yeah, your side door. My side door, yes. which I asked for. I had my white picket fence, which I asked for. I, I had two bedrooms. I had the washer and the dryer. It's just so funny that that house is something I wrote down everything I wanted. Mm -hmm. Right now, write down everything you want, everything you see, and we'll help you do the rest. Like yeah. you come to us and we'll help you figure out the rest, but you got to be clear on what you want and you have to write that down. So that woman's story with the burned down house, I said, you know what? I got to be very specific about what I want and it'll happen. And then I'll exactly. put the work in and make it happen. Isn't that kind of how you came into owning your home, Biddle? So I have my, my older brother who's always been the one to give me great advice. He's, he's the, the great philosopher, Horacio, you know, but he's, um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's <laughs> He's always just been really like, Vero, I know, I know what you can do. I know what you can accomplish. Like, don't sell yourself short ever, you know? Um, and he's been like my biggest, biggest cheerleader, my biggest, um, supporter. And one of the things and he told me is like, too. and my twin, well, we, yeah, we look very, I mean, very you guys look alike. You know, which kind of sucks because that makes me, I make, it makes me feel like I look like a dude. And then I look older too. Same features. <laughs> no, yeah, we do look alike a lot. There are people that look like their brother and the brother looks like the sister where the girl looks like the dude. I'm sorry. You're not one of those people, <laughs> You're not, my friend. You're you not. Are you're a beautiful Let's girl and he's a Thank handsome you, man. Let's make that clear. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, so, yeah, so my brother was just like, Vero, I was telling him, I'm like, you know what? I need a car because for a long time I had been driving my dad's Astro van. So after we graduated Santa Barbara, I come back home like a lot of us do. We go back home and we're living with our parents because, you know, we're starting to start paying off our debt. And we're still in that position where either A, you don't have a job right out of college or you're still, you know, you're trying to find that, that ideal, you know, job or B, you're just like, uh, I just need some time to figure out what I want to do. Even though we're expected to come out of college knowing what we want to do, right? Well, that wasn't the case for me. So I go back home. My dad's like, vamos a comprarte un carro. And I'm like, papa, no tengo trabajo. Like, I don't have a job. How am I supposed to pay off this car that you want to get for me? Right. That was, he wanted to just gift me something. And I go, let's not do that. Let's not, I don't want to get to myself, my, get, get myself into more debt. So. I want a car. So at this point, I was like, what's up with your, what, what's up with the van? It's that no one's using it. And he's like, well, are you sure you want to drive that? I'm like, yeah, how much do I, how much is insurance on it or everything a month? He's mm -hmm. like, I pay a hundred bucks, you know? And I'm like, uh -huh. I got this. Sold. 
<laughs> Sold. I'll take it. I'll take two. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but so I ended up driving around in this Asheron for a while. And, you know, it's like anything with an old car. You, you, you have hard times where it sometimes doesn't start or stop, you know, it doesn't want to keep going at a, at a green light. It's just like, what is happening? So at one point I, w- I had been working for a while and I had saved some money. And I told my brother, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've been working. I'm doing so great. I got promoted and I'm doing so well. And I think I'm getting myself a nice car. And he was just like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I want to get myself a new car. Like, I think, you know, I want to, I, ha- I want to have something to show for my money. And he's like, Vero, don't get, a, don't get out yourself a, ha- a car. He's like, what you should be doing if you have money saved is looking to buying a house. He's like, if anything were to happen, you can't live in your car. You know, you, your, your car is just, and, and he's like, as soon as you buy it, you're going to drive it off the lot and you're going to lose money on it. He's like, buy yourself a house. That's the best thing I could, I could tell you to do. He said that. And I was just like, you know what? He's right. I'm like, great advice. I, great advice. Like, the best advice. And I'm like, you know what? I am saving money. I'm like, I'm not, you know, I don't need any fancy car. I'm like, He's so right. So the best thing I did was buy my house. At that moment, I started looking. Um, I saw that it had um, like a bay window that I really liked. And when I looked in, it had a fireplace and it just looked cozy. I remember thinking if I, when I have a place, I want it to be cozy. I want it to be like mm-hmm. welcoming and open, you know? So it's a small little house. But once I looked through that window and I saw all of that, I'm like, this is it. I just knew it. I'm like, this is it. And I put in an offer and luckily it was just the right timing too, man, because it was when the housing bubble happened and everything just, you know, went down pricing and everything. So I, I, I lucked out on my house. My casita was just meant for me. I, I called my agent who had been looking at a couple other like houses and she was like, this one isn't even listed yet. It's, it was a, it was a foreclosure. And I'm like, well, I want it. I listened to that advice. I, I felt this was a place I belonged and things worked out just perfectly for me to be in this little casita. And I'm still here, you know, about 10 years. It's it's funny because sometimes it's like, it's funny because if you're listening to this, you might think like, well, everybody's giving me advice. People give me unsolicited advice. Like we're going to get advice all the time. How do you know how to decipher when it's good advice or bad advice? So I, it's almost like maybe not even good or bad, but sometimes it's just not the right advice for you. And in your example, Vero, like it all made sense. You said the housing bubble, you were going to spend the money on something that you really didn't need. Like you, funny enough, I had bought a house, a condo a few years before the housing bubble. And honestly, because my whole life, my mom had told me that I should be a homeowner. I was like forcing it, you guys. Like I just thought it had to be the next step. I had gotten married. I had had a baby. I was like forcing that advice. I could barely afford it. My life was changing so rapidly. It ended up being a really bad time to buy. So Mm -hmm. when you're listening to advice, you also know if you're forcing it. You also know. You do do know. You you know, like advice. It's like, how do I know what's good or not good? I hate you like good or not good but like listen to your gut we've talked about that today get in tune with your body like your brother was a homeowner he knew what he was talking about (laughs) you were an intelligent buyer you knew the time was right you were gonna make another purchase that you shouldn't make you know my in my example i had gotten married i had had a baby i had changed careers like slow down girl someone needed to give me advice to be like yes don't buy don't buy funny enough that unmarried woman told me not to buy dang why did i listen to that lady more but she was one who felt like my life was so rapid changing and she knew don't buy so funny enough after buying and the pressure of that after that it's like a a while later is when we were talking about maybe not even being together and getting divorced so advice is gonna come to you you don't always know how to decipher it but your gut and your real heart get in tune with your heart like I knew what I was buying I was buying for the wrong reasons I was buying because it was important to my mom I was buying because I grew up in a home don't follow advice blindly that will get you into unnecessary debt and unnecessary 
uh, trials and tribulations, come here if you need to. And we sort of go through the pros and cons. We have an assessment that we do. We figure out your next steps and why. We dig deep, right? We're not going to make like spontaneous decisions. We're going to make thought out decisions like the one Vero did with her her brother's grade five. We're not going to be like, my gut feeling for you is, no. (laughs) In this case, we're going to be like, experience doesn't make sense. Exactly. By experience, from experience. Yes. That brings us to our uh, how to get in touch with us. Email us, admin at leveluplatina.com. DM us at leveluplatina. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. That's where you want to get the latest information on what we're up to. Get inspired on our Instagram page. Learn about our upcoming events. We have a big event coming up in San Francisco yeah. on July on July 26. It's a Level Up Latina launch party, San Francisco edition. So hey, do not hey. miss it. It's where you want to go to have a really good time. Prizes, appetizers, drinks. There's going to be great giveaways. So do not miss it. This is going to be a fun one. You can get the information at leveluplatina.com. You can get the information at Eventbrite by searching Level Up Latina. But you do not want to miss our launch party on the 26th. Please don't. Mm-hmm. Please email us, DM us if you have questions. But more than anything, come here for some advice. How does that sound? Yeah. We've got a lot of advice. We've got a lot of experience. Girl. <laughs> no, let's come to each other. Let's continue to have each other level up. Let's grow for one another. Uh, we practice what we preach around here, and we've learned from lots of trial and error, but we're doing it. Poco a poquito. Come here for life coaching, career coaching. You've got your certified life coach, your licensed attorney, your business background, your leadership background. So you've got it all here at Level Up Latina. That's a wrap on the podcast. So Sweet. So sweet. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to comment on our podcast on Instagram or share with your friends and family. Tag us. Talk about our podcast on your social media accounts. We'd really appreciate the love. Love you guys. Take care. Don't forget to level up. Level up.